Hi, I'm Marie. And I'm Emily. And we're registered dietitians who love to look at the research when it comes to all things diets and supplements. With years of working with professional and collegiate athletes, we've seen it all, and we're here to set the record straight. On this podcast, we break down popular diets and supplements to let you know what's legit and what's BS. podcast. Today we have a two-part listener submission podcast and we are super, super excited about these topics. So the first one is protein shakes. So we've had quite a few people ask us just in general, what protein shakes do you recommend? What do you think about the Quest protein shake? What do you think about Premier Protein? So we decided we're going to make a whole episode on it. We're talking about all different kinds of protein shakes, make recommendations on what protein shake should be used at what times for what people. And then we are also having a BSPS segment today on It Works, which is another listener submission. I appreciate this listener because she reached out a long time ago saying, can you look into It Works? And then she reached out again saying, like reminding us, like, hey, this is important. Like, I want to know. And does I'm, it work? Does it work? Lots to talk about there. So really excited for our listener submission episode today. And before we get into our episode, if you like our podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you listen on Spotify, it would be a five-star rating. And keep sending us those topic suggestions. We've got a big list, but we are working through it. So you can either DM us on Instagram at rds underscore vs underscore bs underscore pod, or check out our contact page on our website, which is rdsversusbs.com. And if you're interested in getting healthier in a way that does not include any BS or dieting, Marie and I are both currently accepting one-on-one clients. We do our coaching virtually. So if you would like to learn more, contact us under the work with us tab on our website, which again is rdsversusbs.com. Okay, let's get into protein shakes. So Marie, I was so, so pleased when we hopped on today. And I said, of all of these shakes, we're talking about, you know, about 10 different shakes today. I asked Marie how many of them she'd tried and she goes, all of them. <laughs> so I know, I know you love stuff like this, the protein shakes and the bars and all of this stuff. So this is the perfect episode because, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the ingredients and the nutrition facts and all of that. But Marie can give us the insight on how they actually taste, because that is important. I've probably tried about half of them, but we've got quite a list of protein shakes we're going to talk about today. So looking forward to getting into that. Yeah. Have I told you my origin story of why I like synthetic vanilla tasting things? (laughs) No, but I am very curious. Let's hear it. Because the vanilla is like definitely my favorite of all of these, like regardless of the brand. And it's because, so I was a swimmer like my whole life through college. The only like sports bar that was on the market at the time was the, um, what were they called? Power bars. Have you ever had an OG power bar? I don't think I have. So I don't know. There was something about the vanilla OG power bar. And that was like exclusively what I ate from the age of like, 
I don't even remember. I started swimming year round when I was five. So probably around seven or eight, like literally through the rest of my swimming career, that was what I ate at swim meets. And there's just something about that synthetic vanilla flavor that really gets me. So That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Do they still sell it? I I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. I'm sure it's been rebranded, but I'm sure something similar to it. Yeah. Well, you're getting your flavor, your favorite vanilla flavor in all sorts of different things. Cause I'm pretty sure every single one we talk about today has that, you know, fakey vanilla flavor. <laughs> so I love it. That's great. So like Emily said, we looked at about 10 of these. We're not going to go through every single nutrition fact of every single one, but what we are going to do is talk about different categories of them. So in general, for these protein shakes, Real quick, I want to clarify, we're talking about what we call RTD or ready to drink protein shakes. So that means you go to the grocery store and it is prepackaged for you. And all you have to do is unscrew the cap and drink it. So this is, we're not talking about protein powders or anything like that. We're talking about protein drinks that are ready to drink off the shelf. And we're going to talk about probably what's most popular on the market right now, which is low calorie, high protein, protein drinks. We have versions that have whey protein, and then we also have vegan versions, which are popular. So we're going to go through both of those. And then we're also going to be talking about meal replacement shakes. So ready to drink meal replacements. Should you actually be replacing your meals with these? Maybe people will be annoyed because I'm sure some people are tuning in wanting to hear which ones they should and shouldn't drink. And I think we're probably going to give a lot of nuance and, well, (laughs) this would be good for this, maybe not so much for this. So I don't think a single one of these are we going to tell you to not drink or to definitely drink. But if you want to stick around and hear about what's good and bad about each one of these products and when you should and shouldn't consume these, that's pretty much what this episode is going to be about. We are going to start with low calorie, high protein milk products. So non-vegan products. I think the most recognizable one on the market right now is Premier Protein. Is it embarrassing that I didn't know that Premier didn't have an E at the end until I'm looking at this picture? (laughs) Well, now you know. (laughs) This is a very popular protein drink. I believe they sell it at Costco. I believe they sell or Sam's Club, one of the two. It's very inexpensive. You can order it in bulk. I have lots of friends that drink this. There are tons of different flavors that this comes in. And the reason it's so popular is because it is 160 calories and 30 grams of protein, which is a very high protein drink, but it has only four grams of carbs and only three grams of fat. So it is almost essentially just protein, which is hard to find. Another good thing about this product or why people like it is because it comes in a lot of flavors and they're very fun flavors. They have caramel and they have like cookies and cream and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've also found that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in general, Premier Protein seems to be a little bit less expensive mm-hmm. than some of the other ones. So especially, yeah, if you can buy it at a place like Costco, I think that makes them really popular as well. What do you think, Marie, taste-wise with pr- Premier Protein? Like if you had to put it on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say? I would put it up there with these protein drinks. I would give it like a seven. And here's why it doesn't get higher. And this is going to be true for this protein drink for a brand like Quest, which is going to have a very similar product. Anything that you see that is uh, low calorie, 
very high protein, and really minimal in all the other macronutrients. And that is because they have to be artificially flavored somehow. Mm -hmm. Some of them use sugar alcohols, which we've talked about. Uh, It's a sugar substitute that uh, has significantly lower calories per gram than regular carbohydrates do. Uh, It is safe up to a certain level, but a lot of people have GI distress when they drink too much of it or eat too much of it. It's the same thing that flavors like Halo Top. So in both the Premier Protein and in the Quest Protein that we're looking at and a lot of other ones like this, they're going to have sucralose in it, which is again, an artificial sweetener. Um, we have an entire episode on artificial sweeteners. There's a lot of stuff that's been coming out about artificial sweeteners that are demonizing artificial sweeteners. What the research is showing is that at extreme levels, it can potentially cause cancer, but we're talking extreme, extreme, extreme levels. If that's enough for you to not want to consume it, like you're the consumer, you have that power. But for me, I'm totally fine drinking something that has sucralose in it. The taste always just has a weird aftertaste to me. So that's why I gave it a seven out of 10, just because there's always with those artificially sweetened things, just something a little off with that taste. Yeah. I totally agree. And I, you know, I have had premier protein and I, you know, you can tell that it's not actual sugar, right? But that's how you get this macronutrient spread, like super low in mm-hmm. carbohydrates, pretty low in calorie and high in protein. Yeah. These kind of drinks are great for getting in protein. Like if you are given a protein number that you're trying to reach and it's really hard, then drinking one or even two of these throughout the day is going to get you 30 to 60 grams of protein. That's huge. It is also fairly filling. Like I've had these between meals and while it's not going to give you energy per se, because energy comes from carbs and there's only four grams of carbs in this, it is a really great way to just feel full for a couple hours. And they're super easy. Have you tried the Quest one, Marie? Because I see, like, looking at the nutrition facts, they are almost identical, the Premier Protein and the Quest shakes, but I've never tried the Quest one, so I'm not sure how it compares. I think I have, but I don't think I can give you an answer on what that It wasn't like. memorable. Yeah. Probably similar, because it also, you know, looking at the nutrition facts, it also uses sucralose. Very yeah. similar ingredients. So I would kind of group those two together, the Quest and the Premier Protein. Another one that fits under this category of low-calorie, high-protein dairy is Core Power. And this is one that I recommend first to anyone I'm working with who wants to have more protein, is interested in a super easy protein shake, Core Power is in my opinion, the best tasting one out there. I completely agree. You agree? I was looking yeah. at the what they use to sweeten it because it's very similar. You know, it's a little less protein than Premier Protein in Quest. There's 26 grams, but that's still a ton. There's six grams of carbs, so pretty similar, and 4.5 grams of fat, 170 calories. Like very, very similar, but they use 
monk fruit and stevia and ace K to sweeten the core power. So there's no sucralose in it. And maybe that's why we like it there so is. much. But it's the last. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, I even highlighted it too. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> thank you for, for bringing That's so funny. But it um, is the last ingredient, not the, what they're right. leaning on to sweeten it. Yeah. Yes. It's a mix. I guess. Yeah. Wow. So it's a mix of four different non-calorie sweeteners. I think the vanilla one, you know, Marie talking about your love for vanilla. I always say it tastes like melted ice cream, like mm-hmm. in the best way possible. I love this, love this flavor. Not that Core Power is sponsoring us or anything, but if they're interested, if you're listening, Core Power, we love, we love your stuff. Something to point out with Core Power is that there's two different types. One has 26 grams of protein and the other has 42 grams of protein. But it's interesting. That's pretty much the only difference. Like, yes, there's a little more calories in the 42 gram one. It's 240. But that's because protein has calories in it, right? I know a lot of athletes like this one because it's a super easy way to get 42 grams of protein. Another good thing about Core Power is that they don't have lactose in them. They add the lactase enzymes. So if you're just lactose intolerant and you're avoiding these protein drinks because of that, you can safely drink Core Power. Now, if you're avoiding dairy because you are vegan or because you have a dairy allergy that's not related to lactose, don't drink any of these, right? We have vegan options for you, but that is interesting about the Core Power that they do include the lactase enzymes so lactose intolerant people can drink them. So I don't think we scored the, I'm specifically talking about the 26 gram vanilla core power, nine out of 10. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If if we're doing points, I would give it like a 9.5 out of 10. I love it. It's so good. The 42, I, it's been too long. I can't honestly say on a scale what it is, but Mm. 26 is great. I, I would go premier protein over Mm. core power. Okay. Our listeners are like, yeah, okay, we, we don't really want to hear you rank your favorite. I know, we are so, <laughs> so excited about this. Um, if you try any of these and you have opinions on where you would put it on a scale, let us know. We're, we love this stuff. In general, for all these, and these aren't the only three companies that make stuff like this. Uh, I know Alani has launched a low-calorie, high-protein protein drink. There's tons of these. So Mm -hmm. a question I get, and Emily, I'm sure you get a lot, is when should I drink these? Should I drink these? And if so, when? So, you know, these are truly good sources of just protein. So these would be great to pair with like a carbohydrate or fat containing snack. So let's say you had like a piece of fruit or maybe have like a peanut butter sandwich, something like that, like something that was a lower protein snack or meal. For a lot of people, 30 to 42, 26 to 42 grams of protein, that is almost your entire meal's worth or snack's worth of recommended protein. So if it's a meal that you otherwise wouldn't be able to get protein in, that's an awesome addition. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where I caution people is leaning too heavily on protein shakes like this. Because there is other benefits to protein foods, whether it's plant-based or animal-based, that is not simply the protein. There are other phytonutrients, there are other micronutrients, other benefits of eating 
something like chicken or red meat or chickpeas or nuts, seeds, like wherever you're getting your protein from, there's benefits from eating the whole food. Uh, so we always recommend try your best to get as much protein as you can through the whole food. But if you have really high protein needs, if you've really high overall calorie needs, if you are on the go and you're really busy and you don't have time to, you know, get a fillet of fish or whatever it is, these are really good things that are convenient that you can fall back on for that can add a pretty substantial amount of calorie or sorry, a pretty substantial amount of protein to that meal or snack. So that's where these would be a benefit. I know a lot of people that do these for breakfast because they're not big egg people. There's not a whole lot of protein options in, you know, the American breakfast if you don't do eggs. So they grab these and like eat a bagel. I think that that's an appropriate way to use something like this. Good. Okay. Then let's go to our next category, which is very similar. It's low calorie, high protein, but vegan ones. Yeah. In terms of macronutrient breakdown, very similar to the ones that we just talked about. Slightly higher fat and slightly higher carb, but not by a substantial amount at all. We're talking... Mm -hmm a couple more grams of each. The reason for that is so there's a texture component that goes along with using a plant-based protein versus a uh, dairy-based protein. And a lot of times you'll have to get like more emulsifiers and stuff that basically just makes that texture more palatable. So that can contribute to having to add a, a couple like extra grams of either carbs or fat. But in general, they're very similar. All these Um, Another really popular one is OWN, O-W-Y-N. That's another really good one. I recommend that one to people that are vegan that are looking, again, for that sort of grab-and-go thing. I know a lot of people that drink this and they really like it. Again, slightly higher fat and carb than you're going to find in the dairy ones. But in general, we would have the same pros and cons for these as we would the dairy drinks. Definitely. Just because macronutrient wise, they're so similar. I do notice that neither Orgain nor Owen have sucralose in them. And I'm pretty sure that I'm correct with that. <laughs> I looked at both. They, and I think this just goes along with people who tend to choose vegan foods seem to care a little more in general about where the ingredients are coming from. So maybe that's why, but they use there's stevia in the orgain, there's monk fruit, and just some good old cane sugar in the Owen. It's only four grams, so it's like nothing crazy. It is truly hilarious to me, total side tangent, that somehow cane sugar is rebranding itself as being like the healthy sugar. Right. It's wild. <laughs> like compared to artificial ones? No, compared to like high fructose corn syrup. Oh, because right, right. Have you seen the Coke comparisons? No. Well, they'll do like, they'll say like, oh, Coke in America is made with high fructose corn oh, syrup right. and Coke in Mexico is made with cane sugar. So it's so much healthier. It's like, it's literally the same stuff. <laughs> it's just from a different plant. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. We have a whole sugar episode. So if you haven't listened to that, we, we dive way deep into that and why that matters slash doesn't matter. But yeah, that's so true. It's all about branding, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I haven't tried either of these. Marie, taste-wise, how how are these vegan ones compared to the whey protein drinks? 
there is something to be said about the texture of pea protein that you're not going to get with dairy protein. That's just slightly grainier and you can't get away from that. So I've always found those to not be my favorite, but if you're vegan or, you know, allergic to dairy or whatever, they still taste, I mean, they still taste pretty good. If generally speaking, you like the taste of protein shakes. Yeah, that makes sense. I remember when, so for listeners who don't know this, Marie and I met at Ohio State and we both worked with the aquatics teams for a while. We had our own little fueling station over there. And I remember they had this protein shake. I think it was maybe Oddwalla or one of those brands. And it was a vegan one, but it was made with soy protein. And I remember that one tasted really good. I don't see too many of those. I feel like it's usually pea protein, even though it doesn't taste so good. I don't know if that's because some people are like scared of soy. I'm not sure. Yeah, it could be a cost thing too. I think pea protein is a lot cheaper. That makes sense. Yeah, that's something we haven't mentioned yet. These drinks do tend to be, they can be very expensive. Like the Core Power 26, I've seen at gas stations for like $5. Well, okay, you live in California. (laughs) I mean, yeah, well, gas is $5.50 and the Core Power is $5. Here in Florida, it's closer to like $3. That makes, okay, don't live in California and drink Core Power, go somewhere else. (laughs) But I mean, Premier Protein is, I think, closer to $1 or $2, like if you're buying it in bulk. So it just depends. Good, good, good. Then our third category is meal replacements. So while a lot of these meal replacements are just powders and scoops that you'll add into water, we do have a couple today that we're also going to talk about that are RTDs like the whey and vegan protein drinks that we've talked about so far. So today we're going to talk about cachava, which is a powder Um, We're also going to talk about Huel, which has an RTD. And the third is a Gatorade product. What is it called, Marie? I think it's just the Gatorade, like the the thick and ready. I don't know. I don't know what it's actually called. but uh, thick and ready. (laughs) You know, what's so funny about those two is like, literally, they used to come in these tin cans, like back when I was at UNC swimming. And this was before you could give people food. Uh, as an athlete, and th- like all you could give was these these RTD cans, and they were thick. It was like Ooh. syrup. And when yeah. I tell you that vanilla one, it's you delicious. loved it. Everyone oh, else yeah. is forcing it down, and Marie's like, "I live for this." I'm like, give me two. I give got me this. two. Yeah. Thick and ready. <laughs> I love it. Okay, okay. We'll start by talking about cachava. So this is the one kind of outlier in our protein powders because or our protein drinks, rather, because this one is a powder. But it's so popular. So popular. And when you think about a meal replacement, whenever you look at a nutrition facts label, they say, oh, on average, people need 2,000 calories a day. Well, you break that into even three meals and two snacks. That ends up being about you know 500 calories a meal. Well, cachava is super low. I mean, (laughs) at least it does have fat, carbs, and protein. So while the other protein shakes we've talked about so far today have anywhere from three to eight grams of carbs per serving, cachava does have 25 grams, but 
It's 25 grams of carbs, nine of which is fiber. It's seven grams of fat and 25 grams of protein, which all adds up to 240 calories. So while it's a little bit more calories than all the other drinks we've been talking about, would I consider this enough to be a meal? Probably not. But they also have, beyond all the macronutrients, a bunch of vitamins, a bunch of minerals. And this is a one where they add probiotic, prebiotic blend, a digestive enzyme blend, the super greens, adaptogen blend, antioxidants, omega and fiber blend, plant-based protein blend, like a ton of different things. And we have an episode on almost every single thing that we have, that I just (laughs) mentioned there, digestive enzymes, probiotics, greens powders, adaptogens. So, you know, to hear our thoughts on those, go back and listen to all of those episodes. But in general, none of those things are super necessary. Especially if you're eating food. And it's just, it's funny because the people that is this is targeted to is people that are already eating good, healthful food. Mm-hmm. So this is very in line with like greens powders. Yes. Where it's like, if you're seeking out a greens powder in the name of health, you're probably already eating enough fruits and vegetables to not need it. Same thing with this cachava thing. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that buy this because they're like, oh, I'll just use this as a catch-all. But usually most people that are buying something like this already have a decent diet and you're going to get more benefit from just eating a well-rounded diet than you are to try and literally shove every health buzzword into one protein shake. Right. And that's exactly what they're doing here. So do I hate this? No. Is it enough for a meal? Probably not, but it would be a decent snack. It would probably be filling for at least an hour or two with all the protein for our last oh, two. What? Real time. Did you know Kachaba is a supplement? Oh, well, I should have because it says supplement facts instead of nutrition facts. <laughs> all right. Talk about that, Marie. Yeah, we've talked about this in the past. So now that we're seeing that this is a supplement, basically disregard everything we just said. I I, <laughs> I personally wouldn't recommend it just because it's not third-party tested. And they can say they have all this shit in there. And literally, we have no idea because it's a supplement. And we have no way of knowing if this is what's actually inside of it, right? There's also so many blends if you have a blend on a supplement, it means that you don't have to disclose how much of each one of the individual ingredients is on there. Uh, I'm not, I'm not feeling this. A hundred percent. And luckily that you have other options, right? We're good. There are two other ones we wanted to talk about. And these are RTDs, just like the other whey and vegan protein drinks we've talked about so far today. So And these are foods. (laughs) These are foods. These are not supplements. So Marie, tell us about the Gatorade one. Oh, delicious. I haven't had it in a while. I'm sure they've reformulated. Uh, It is meant, I mean, it's meant for athletes, right? So uh, it's got a lot of sugar in it. It's got a lot of fat in it. It's got, honestly, compared to the high protein, low calorie, usually about the same amount of protein. So not any higher protein, even though the calories and the uh, grams of sugar are way higher. I will say the general population loves to freak out about the Gatorade shakes because they do have like some of them, they've different types and 
amounts of calories in them, but some of them are like up to 50 grams of sugar. And so everybody's like, ah, but if you are an athlete or not even like a professional or collegiate, like if you are a recreational athlete, if you are training for a marathon, a triathlon, a long bike race, whatever it is, if you're a big time hiker or something like that, something like this would be more appropriate to take if you are like in need of a lot of additional calories and energy than doing a meal replacement shake that maybe doesn't have any of those other things. Um, so be, you know, be conscientious. If you're sitting around all day at your desk, no need to take these. They are thick. You can taste the sugar, but, but they exist and that's what they're there for. They're there for people with high energy needs that are having trouble meeting that with just food. Okay. So not for your everyday desk worker. No. (laughs) Mostly for athletes or people who are really out there training and burning a lot of calories and just need some quick. Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that one because it is very different than every other product that we've talked about today, which is mostly all marketed for people who are, you know, trying to eat, fill up by eating less sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Right. So yeah. Okay. And then the last one is Huel. So they have a ready to drink. These are meant to be meal replacements. Now, when you look at the nutrition information, the serving size is a little questionable. They say calories per serving is 200, but calories per bottle is 400. So unclear if they're saying to have one serving or one bottle for a meal replacement. I would recommend the one bottle pretty much no matter who you are, because 400 calories, even for a meal, no matter what your calorie needs are, it's pretty, pretty low. Um, But I will say it's a decent spread of macronutrients. This one is vegan as well. It's a pea protein. You know, the fact that it's pea protein means there's probably going to be a little bit of grittiness to it. But at least looking at the nutrition facts, it looks like it'll be fairly filling not exact again not exactly the same as eating a meal right you're they can't just throw everything you're going to get from eating a salad and chicken and a peanut butter sandwich you know even if it comes up to the same macronutrients and calories you're never going to get the same things from the fuel than you're going to get from the actual food so something to keep in mind Yeah. And I think that that's true for whether it's the high protein, low calorie ones or these meal replacements. I think the big takeaway is they can be there to serve a purpose. If you're needing to meet your protein needs, if you're needing to meet your calorie needs, if you have higher calorie needs, if you are looking to add protein without adding a lot of additional carbs and fat, that's the purpose, but they should never be a first resort. They're a last Mm -hmm. resort, right? Like Mm -hmm. I am struggling to meet my needs and therefore I need supplemental protein shakes. Right. Absolutely. I totally agree. All right. So no BS stamp to protein shakes in general. Um, If you want to learn more about protein, we have an entire episode dedicated to protein and the differences between vegan and non-vegan, what it's used for in the body and how it's digested and all that good stuff. So you can go check that out. But getting to the BSPS, which I, of course, am excited about because you know how much I love MLMs. I love to hate on MLMs. Oh, yeah. 
And this one is, I don't know. I've seen a lot of jokes about this one because it's called It Works. And I've seen a lot of people be like, it doesn't work. <laughs> and that can pretty much be the end of our BSPS. Right. That's enough. But if you want to know why it doesn't work, yeah. keep listening. Yeah, they needed to maybe test, test run that one when deciding to name this company It Works. Like that's just too easy. Well, yeah, but I also think when it first came out, people are like, oh, it wor- what works? What's it? You know, uh-huh. like I'm sure it created some buzz at the beginning. I do have, this was one of the first MLMs that I knew about because I knew a girl right when I was done with college that sold this. I had no concept of what an MLM was. And I was like, why does she keep posting? So their, their very first product was this wrap and they still, they still have these. And it was literally like this wrap that you would put around your stomach. And you just like wear it for 30 minutes. And then you were supposed to like lose 10 pounds. Oh my God. And their, yeah. their, their tagline or like what they would tell their distributors to put is like, ask me like how this crazy little rap thing works or whatever. Oh and she was like posting all this. And I, I was working with her uh, with something else. I was doing a, a video for her a long time ago. And I just like was one day was like, what are you like? putting all over your social media. I think it was Facebook at the time. She's like, oh yeah, like it's just this thing that I sell. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think she could tell like I had zero interest in it. And I was kind of just like, what are you doing? Uh And she goes, yeah, don't tell anybody. It doesn't do anything. It just dehydrates (gasps) you for a little bit. So that like you feel skinny right after you take the wrap off. (laughs) No, no, she said that. Yeah, that's what she said to me. And I was like, I mean, yeah, I assumed there wasn't something that you could just put on your stomach and lose a bunch of weight. Oh, come on. So that was the first product of this company. And none of the products have gotten better since. Uh, What they're really popular for right now is this skinny brew, which is just super, super annoying. It's basically like this coffee that's supposed to make you skinny. I think it was their way of sort of hopping on the bulletproof coffee trend because I think they launched this kind of around the same time. It is a supplement. It is not third-party tested, as we've just discussed. That means you don't actually know what's going into this. I don't know what they're putting in here other than a shit ton of caffeine that they're claiming is like going to somehow be helpful because it's literally called fat-burning coffee blend. They put in a bunch of extracts from a bunch of different caffeine-containing things They have what they call a nootropic brain blend, but none of those things typically are promoted as being to help you burn fat. Mm -hmm. And then they've got some probiotics in there, again, none of which are marketed or known to burn fat. So I'm kind of just like, I don't really know what part of this is supposed to like be burning my fat other than you've put caffeine sources from like six different plants in here. So like God only knows how many milligrams of caffeine are actually in this. Right. It's caffeine. There's some probiotics, but that doesn't have anything to do with what they're selling, which is getting skinny. It doesn't work, except it gives you a lot of caffeine. Yeah. So there you go. It doesn't work. That one does not work. They also have skinny gummy, like everything. Everything's Mm -hmm. like skinny this, skinny this, skinny this. I loved the... They have on their website for the skinny gummies, it says features and benefits. And just... The way that they chose to word this, 
Um, they say it attacks fattening calories that add unwanted inches to your stomach and hips. What does that mean? <laughs> attacks fattening cal- calories. Okay. Uh, actively shrinks bloated fat cells. So you can enjoy a slimmer body. I've never even heard these types of descriptions before. Okay. So this is what the wrap was supposed to do. Like the wrap literally Uh just dehydrates the fat cells, but I don't know what they're supposed to be ingesting. That's supposed to also be doing this. Attacks fattening calories. Like a calorie is a unit of energy. There's no such thing as a fattening calorie or a slimming calorie. Yeah. I hate, (laughs) I hate that rhetoric. Because that's what scares people into like, oh, I I shouldn't eat any calories or I should eat as few calories as possible because all are fattening. Yeah. When really most of us need at least a thousand calories a day just to survive and be alive. And that's if we don't get out of bed. As soon as you start moving around, you need way more. So dislike that. Another big thing that this company has from a nutrition standpoint is they have this aloe juice. Um, I feel like we've talked about aloe before in a BSPS. It's been a while. It was like one of the first ones that we did. There's all, you know, a lot of times these aloe drinks will claim that you can like soothe your stomach lining, help with stuff like leaky gut, like, you know, all these like gut health benefits. And really we do not have evidence to support that oral ingestion of aloe is going to make any kind of impact on the lining of your intestines on the integrity of your intestines. Like we do not have that data. So again, according to the data, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And even, you know, there, I did find there was one human study on aloe, but it wasn't on any of these things that they say, like soothing the stomach, intestinal health. It was studying canker sores and whether it helped people with canker sores or not. But that's different because that's, that's totally at the different. very top of your digestive tract. So right. it just doesn't go through the stomach. Exactly. And they use three times the amount that you get in this, like in this supplement, you would take one tablespoon at a time that had a hundred milligrams of aloe. And the study had, even if it was studying the right thing, which it wasn't, they use 300 milligrams. So they still have their stupid fab wrap or whatever, the crazy little wrap thing. Um, <laughs> it literally, like that girl said, it literally just dehydrates you. As soon as you drink something, you're going to gain back everything. It's note, it is truly, truly no different than just wrapping yourself in saran wrap and like, you know, sweating out a little bit. And then, you know, as soon as you take something off that's been very constrictive, you're like, Oh, you know, because your organs haven't moved back into place yet. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, you know, I feel a little skinnier. That's all it is. <laughs> right. It's like the ultimate short-term, quote-unquote, fix. Yeah. And it's funny because they sell, so the skinny wrap is what you actually put on your body. But then they sell something called the fab wrap, too. So I looked into it, and I was thinking, what, what is this? How is this different? It's literally something that keeps the skinny wrap in place. It's like... Pre-wrap. I don't know if... Oh, my God. In grade school, we'd always make... It's like for taping ankles, I think. But we'd make headbands out of this pre-wrap. They're literally just charging double for pre-wrap and saying, you have to use this fab wrap to hold your skinny wrap in place. Right. It's like, God forbid we create one product 
that holds it in place. It's like, oh, we're going to make this super shitty product and then we're going to make another product and you have to have both to make the first one work. It's so bad. and But neither of them work because it doesn't work. work. It does not work. <laughs> and on their website with the wraps, they had this super underwhelming before and after picture. And I'm looking at it like, okay, well, I don't even really see a difference. And then right underneath, in all caps, it says... The individual in this photograph is an independent distributor for It Works. The success of this individual is not necessarily indicative of other success. These results may only occur when the participant uses a combination of the following. The skinny wrap, exercise, and a healthy diet. Results are not permanent. So it's like, (laughs) it's insane. It's all right there in the fine print. Yeah. And like you could... if you did a combination of the following healthy diet and exercise, you can, you can add anything else to that sentence, right? Oh, yeah. Skinny wrap, like any other like bullshit product, right? Yes. And that sentence still is true because it's the exercise and the healthy diet. It's not any of these other products. Yeah. I could throw in there that, I don't know. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, like rolling around in the grass mm-hmm. exercise and a healthy diet will make you lose weight. It's like, well, yeah. Anything else in that sentence will make you lose weight. Uh-huh. Binging Netflix. And yeah, exactly. And a healthy, healthy diet. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay. that You're right. They're not wrong. Watching 10 seasons of Vanderpump Rules in three weeks, which I might have done, exercise and a healthy diet will make you lose weight. <laughs> well done. Well done. If only you could package that up and sell it. I know. The Scandival diet must be combined with exercise and a healthy diet. (laughs) Pop culture. Love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So while we couldn't give the BS stamp for the protein shakes, I think this is a very easy one to give the BS stamp to. Not just the wraps, all of it. It works because it doesn't work. And they're lying to you. So thank you to the listener who persuaded us and reached out not once but twice to hear about it works because I you know at this point you think you've talked about every single product out there and then there's all these more ridiculous ones pop up so keep them coming and we always love hearing from you I was just telling Marie before we hopped on today we've gotten some really great emails from people lately Um, some people with topics which is awesome Some people just to let us know, like, hey, love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Love to hear the research behind things. So if you want to get in touch with us, you know how. Our Instagram, our website. And we love hearing from you. But until next time, I'm Emily. And I'm Marie. And don't let the BS get the best of you.